Hey, welcome back to Steve Reads a Comic. What's up, Steve? What's up? What's up, Rob? Hello. Uh, so this is uh, June 6, 2023. It's a spoiler-filled podcast. We will be uh, spoiling pretty much anything that comes up intentionally or just casually. So there's your spoiler warning. We, we will be talking about Spider-Man into, what is it, Across the Spider-Verse? Across the Spider-Verse, yes. Uh, we'll be discussing that. We'll be discussing comics. Probably Star Wars will come up at least once. Mrs. Davis, uh, I finished it. Holy Mrs. shit, Davis. you it? Good yeah, Lord. I, I liked it. So. Thank, thank you <laughs> for my uh, validation. So I read about the ending of that and how it was just an app, uh, a BW3 app. And the, it was just all those, like I was saying about the Grail being this MacGuffin and a stupid MacGuffin. And then they're like, oh, yeah, well, but, you know, but the Grail was real, though. Yeah, it wasn't. The MacGuffin. Grail was real. They well, found the app, though. They were talking about uh, with the from what I read. They said that they were talking about the, the Holy Grail was trying to achieve 100 percent customer service rating <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Uh-huh. But yeah. That uh, that uh, it, 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 the reason why Miss the app center after the Grail was because uh, something our wings are the Holy Grail or something I don't know it was yeah funny. it got confused with You're right uh, it, but the Grail was real that was the real part about the whole story that's what was funny <laughs> which doesn't make any sense though because everything I thought was supernatural like they were trying to you know. The difference between religion and, you know, and an app that can pretty much make everything, do everything that religion can. And then in the end, people s- still end up getting rid of the thing that is making them happy. So I don't know. But, well, but that, yeah, that the was the irony. Real. It was saying that religion and an app can do the same thing. That was yeah. That was kind of the point of the whole show. Yeah, but she still chose to. But religion was real. But the nun chose to get rid of the app. (laughs) Oh, the nun? (laughs) Well, yeah, that nun. But the other nun, Mother Superior, (laughs) was all for the app. So it's crazy. Anyway, there were a lot of, like uh, Sean said, absurd things. But there there were a lot of twists and turns. And I just had, I just, it was was fun. fun. It It was was fun, fun, dude. Yeah, that's what I said. And like they, he go the, one of the guys thinks he's you know he he signs signs up for the app originally. He says that what is it? He he expires or something at some point, so he has to turn himself in to be killed. Right, kind of like how your your deals expire on an app. On right, an app. right. And the wings con- are the buffalo wings that like so the app like literally figuratively gives you wings or whatever. So fucking stupid. <laughs> so, oh, dude, it's, it's fucking just, nuts. It's, it's crazy. so fucking stupid. It was so it's just fun, as though. stupid as I knew it what would a, be. What about God, the damn. episode Painfully where he was stupid? He kept his hand on the uh, <laughs> no, the sword. Was that not fucking uh, hilarious? Oh uh, yeah, that was good. But the episode and then the that shoes got me, show no, up? no, no, no. You didn't tell me about the fucking episode where she drinks from the grail, dude. Oh, when, when Claire yeah. drinks from the grail. Jesus Christ, man. Didn't I see fucking, that coming, did you? No, I had no idea, dude. It wasn't that awesome. It was fucking fantastic. I haven't jumped like that since Marvin got shot in the face. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was I didn't think the ending was as bad as you said. No, I didn't I, say it was bad. I just said uh, ah, it, was, it, it wasn't as, you know, as like all the episodes and then the end kind of just it was it was OK. Yeah, they wrapped everything up nice. There no, was they l- wrapped it up. They didn't to be cont- fucking continued. 
Yes, yes. Jesus. So, I, 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 Sean, you, I know you won't like it, but man, I really had a good time. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> impressed. You yeah. like a lot of bad things, so that goes. That makes sense. But it's not bad. I've seen bad, bad things. This wasn't it's horrible. Stupid. It's dumb. It's gimmicky. I hate it. I fucking hate it. There's lots of things it. that we like that are gimmicky. No, not like this. This is literally just gimmicks and tropes as as a show to disguise the fact they don't really have a story to tell. They did have a story. Oh, to it tell. was a good story. <laughs> what she had to go destroy an app because it, people, it was more and then, about, and then I read that when to. the when she, she destroyed the to. app, people were were just like my like things slightly changed once the app was gone. She saved Jesus. It was about that was her. That's asinine. That's fucking asinine. It was. It was. It was a show about personal discovery, basically. Yeah, and and relationships with parents. It was. It was. It was was different. It wasn't what 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 at all. Oh, okay. I will give. I did. I was kind of interested in. You said the the parent thing when they showed how her mom. What uh, about her dad, Steve? uh, Like how her mom. I'll hang on. <laughs> how, Go ahead. Our just... mom was like real militant and ended up, you know, she rigged that arrow and it, and it shot her and everything. And, yeah, uh, that was fucked up. Um, so that, that was like the only stuff I found remotely interesting was the actual relationship stuff. Everything <laughs> else was so fucking Cause it had to do stupid. with you and your childhood. <laughs> well, well, no, it just, it was relatable. It was believable. Everything else again, was, it just reminded me of family guy where they just throw everything in the kitchen sink in there as a distraction and it, it wasn't distracting me. I was like, I don't care that if Jesus is real, I don't care if the grail's real. I don't care. Dude, Jesus was like a fucking man whore in this show. Like he's just, <laughs> he was mind fucking all kinds of women. It was, it was fucking weird. Dude. <laughs> it was, but that's, that's just allegory for the It's absurd. That, it's no, absurd, it was, dude. Like no, I can't, the whole not, show is crazy. It's, it's, it's obvious great. allegory to the fact that like nuns, like you, uh, you know, they're married to God or whatever. No, so. they, she, I mean, they did that intentionally. She was, she got married to God. They had an actual ceremony. Oh my, yeah. so fucking stupid. God yeah. damn it. So <laughs> like that hurts me. It's so stupid. Like, and, oh uh, my God. Yeah. Her what mom, her, dad, her mom dude? was, her mom was obsessed with, with finding out whether or not her dad was still alive or no, what she was. swore up and down. Her dad was alive because he was a magician and, he knew I, he was. I know. Would you let me ultimate. finish? I'm well, saying I'm she, she was obsessed with with finding out whether he was alive or not, and it was destroying her relationship. She wasn't with her obsessed daughter. with finding out whether he's alive. She truly believed he was still alive. She oh, wasn't yeah. obsessed in the truth. She wanted to know where he was. Yeah, and whether or not he, uh, her daughter, was in collusion with her right. dad. Yeah, but I deep down she knew he, she was. He was probably dead. She just didn't want to admit the fact that she's been a shitty mom. That that's what I that's what I took out of it. Yeah, but yeah, man. I mean, lots of lots of crazy shit at the end. Like you said, it was nuts. There was a roller coaster scene for your life. It was it was just what? weird, man. It was just that dude. The episode where they're somebody, on the island talking to that guy. Uh, what's his name? Schrodinger. Yeah, Schrodinger. Dude, yeah. that was fucking. That episode was great. Dude, that, it was that, just a lot of dialogue. The, the episode where she drank from the grail and you're like, that was oh. that episode. I think. Yeah. You're like, oh, she's going to be all right. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't good. It was great. Uh, the way they kept breaking phones every time they were called, they called someone. It was cracking me up. They just, just they break a phone in half. 
What, what a, one, of the, one of the guys was Australian. I mean, it's just stupid. They're all stupid. It's dumb. Fu- they're fucking dumb jocks in this fucking underground HQ or whatever. But one of the guys is a leader and he's Australian or whatever. And he's jumping from a plane and he, he's just like, pass the mic. And because Rob lived with an Australian exchange student for a little bit, I knew he was talking about Vegemite. And he just like takes this bite of Vegemite right before he jumps out the plane. It's fucking ridiculous. But it was hilarious, dude. <laughs> It was great, dude. It just it's it. I had fun watching it. It just cracked me up, man. Yeah, I mean, it, not the greatest thing I've seen, but totally enjoyable. And and like I said, I was worried about the ending, but it wrapped up. It wrapped up perfectly. So for me, at least. But Sean, yeah, I know you don't believe us. And yeah, I know just don't. Wa- I know you don't, don't ever he's watch. Not it. Gonna, he's not gonna watch it. But that, that's fine. I'm just saying it wasn't as bad as I. It's thought. not for him. I just I see I don't like the the shiny distractions. Just give me quality storytelling. I don't I don't need all the stupid shit that's supposed to be like oh can you believe they did this it's like th- none of that th- does anything for me like I, I I hate that shit. It's like when people get excited about a cameo or something. It's like what about the content? Like that's, <laughs> well, yeah, that's but what matters to me. I'm, this and story it, it wasn't didn't have anything. It wasn't completely void of story. It wasn't the greatest the story. story but it, yeah. But it, I mean, it was fine. The story was absurd, but it was well intertwined. All right, there you go. <laughs> Mrs. Davis. <laughs> Check it out. What is that on? Peacock? Yeah, yes. Peacock. Peacock, right? It was eight episodes. Um, wraps everything up. I thought it was going to continue, but you guys said that was it. So, And it well, makes no, sense. They, the, from it, what I read, they, they wanted to wrap it up in case it doesn't get renewed. Like, they don't. With anything, you never know if it's going to get renewed. So they wanted to at they, least they can bring have back anything, dude. They can come yeah. up. With it. It'll have to be a totally different story, though. But yeah, the the relationship with Jesus was just fucking weird. Like yeah. it was so <laughs> bizarre. I, I could have done without that, but other than that, I was having fun. It was so blasphemous. <laughs> it was and, so... Yeah, I love but, how the. Uh, that's not why it bothered me. I love just... how everybody started bringing money to her when she had to buy that cake. <laughs> yeah. And then the cake baker was like a million dollar or whatever because she hated the Pope or something. Because do that. The app, you know, the app then was just, making everyone's life better. And she shut it down. She shut it down. I'm like, why would you do that? I, I just was, love that as someone listening to it and hearing you guys talk about it, it, it sounds like a five-year-old kid trying to tell a story. Like, No, 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 no. I watched, I watched Shazam, Fury of the Gods. That was a five-year-old telling a story meant for five-year-olds. I get it, but oh my god, did you finish How it, Sean? Dude, no, was, I got I got almost two minutes in before I turned it off. No, that it, was, was only- <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. It's like you know, I just I pushed through it. You know, I haven't watched it. I think my daughter would have liked it because it had unicorns in the end. But other than that, uh, no, I, oh, I it was it was it was not good. I much I watched Miss Davis before you watch this. It's just, oh, God, Zachary Levi is just, I don't, dude, uh, it's so stupid when he gets big, you know? Just, like, just keep him as kids. <laughs> like, well, I don't, don't want to. Having only seen the first one, there was a huge disconnect between his behavior as a child and his behavior in the Shazam body in that, as a kid, he was more mature. Yeah. And then when yeah. he became Zachary Levi, he became, like, a seven-year-old. Right. You know? And, and they continue on that. Why are you doing that? That's not how that that's not that kid's personality. Yeah. He he's not some spastic idiot, which, which is what they turned him into. 
Right. He was a relatively just normal kid. And then he becomes Shazam and he, he just turns into a cartoon character. <laughs> right, right. Like he's like 16, 17 or whatever. And then yeah. he goes into Shazam and he's like five years old. I'm like, what right. happened to the normal teenager we just had? So stupid. I, I just, what, the, I don't get that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, did they not? Like, did, but it, ah, Zachary Levi had to have seen the first movie and been like, oh, wait, maybe I fucked up. Maybe, you know, maybe I shouldn't play him so young. And then he's like, nah, I'm going to play him way younger than he actually is. Like, Oh, and guess what? He's getting ready to join the Peacemaker squad. The post credit scene was him teaming up with, with uh, uh, Harcourt and Economist at the end. Okay, I read something about that, and I don't remember what, what it was now, but I guess that was like a last minute thing. It was supposed to be somebody else or something. I read. I can't remember. Oh, okay. So, the, okay, they may be able to put that in. But he's supposed to be joining the Justice Society or something. That was okay. That was the whole gist of that scene. But I was like, oh, yeah. Sean, Sean would shit a brick if he saw both these characters on the screen. No, no, <laughs> I, I read about it because James Gunn was asked about. I, I can't remember what he said though now, so I don't want to. I don't want to put any false info out there. But so, something about that wasn't. I don't think it was supposed to be that those two characters initially, but I don't remember. So we can you guys see that, that, that did you see what I sent you with the text about the sound of streaming? Uh, I was, you know, I was in a movie, so no, I, I like glanced at it. So I gotta, I gotta investigate that though. But I was, I was just coming out of that Spider-Man movie. You're uh, saying, I'll, I'll just tell you. Okay. I'll just tell everybody. All 10 listeners. Five. Seven. There's seven. There's 17. So they, the streaming, so this is when I, HBO is the worst because I noticed it last night when I was watching it, but I've noticed it for a long time and I just thought it was, but then last night it was bad where the, I can't hear dialogue as well on some shows, you know, and I got to blast it up and then it's too loud when, you know, like action happens or the score comes on and. So then I turn it back down or I just fucking put the subtitles on. But something like Batman, I didn't want to put the subtitles on. But anyway, so I read, I just happened to run across an article today and it was talking about when AT&T bought HBO, they changed the algorithm on how the, the sound streams across to your TV set. It used to be, it's called, I forget what I sent you. I, I don't even remember. It had an acronym. Um, and well, whatever it used to be where, uh, the, the, the dialogue would be, they, they broadcast it louder and then, you know, the score. So it would like self level itself out depending on what was going on. Well, AT&T, whenever they got, they changed the algorithm so that the highest point. So whatever the loudest thing was, that would be the set for the sound. So if like there's an action scene and it's real loud, that would be the high point. And then the dialogue would be really low because the high point was the action or the score or something. So so during a speaking part, yeah. it'd be yeah. like, I'm having trouble controlling the volume of my voice. Yeah, pretty like much. <laughs> it's called uh it's called Kaya. I forget what That's, it, what the that makes no why they why they but do that. AT&T does it and some other streaming places do it i think peacock does it too because i had a hard time with mrs davies but um netflix yeah that netflix i guess has it uh 
doesn't do it. And um, some other, like, I think Prime has its own thing that it does that's not as bad as uh, HBO. So, um, but anyway, like, this article was talking, and, and it was talking to some movie people and, you know, TV people, and it said, why don't they just broadcast it like it was mixed? You know, yeah. and this would solve the problem. I don't know if it has to do with bandwidth or what. They didn't get into it, but it's well, crazy. I've noticed on the HBO app, or I'm sorry, the Max app. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> like even just watching Barry, I have to crank it way louder than like yes. anything else that I'm watching. Than my other apps, like I said, I have a, a resting volume. Uh, my receiver is, is set at, at 50 normally or right around there, somewhere between 50 and 52 or so. HBO, I've had it up to, I think, like 58. And it goes up in half increments. So going up to 58 is like 16 steps higher than normal, basically. Yeah. Um, which is, and it makes a huge difference uh, in audio. But again, everything else is right around 50. I don't know what the decibel level is for that. Um, but what is the point though? Or do they save money by going this cheaper sound? I don't know. It didn't, it didn't go into that. It, what it's called is LKFS or loudness K weighted relative to full scale. That's the technical term for it, whatever that is. I thought it was me, but it is something that they did. And like you said, Max is the worst. They said, yeah. (laughs) And that's why you listen to everything at 70. (laughs) <laughs> but actually the article was about and i didn't go into this in the email but the article was about like people watching shit with subtitles uh, and this yeah. guy about like a little bit younger than me and his gen x our gen and he was like what the fuck is up with millennials like having subtitles on he noticed like he'd go over to some people's houses and they'd always put the subtitles on and he's like what the fuck so evidently, like two thirds of millennials watch shit with subtitles. At first, they thought it was, you know, because of like movies like Parasite or, you know, foreign films where you have to have the subtitles. But then uh, he noticed that like people just leave the goddamn subtitles on all the time. So he kind of investigated a little bit and that's what he found out. So, well, the other yeah. I think um, no fucking idea. I, I thought it was me. There's a lot of differences that I've noticed with movies, more, more recent movies or, you know, 10, 15 year old movies, whatever compared to eighties, nineties movies is, uh, like ADR sound where they go in and re-record dialogue after the fact, because, you know, they didn't get a good recording. I think it used to be a lot more common. They still do it when they have to, but I, I I feel like they try to, to get, you know, the ambiance of the scene, because when you ADR something, it, you know, it, it can sound like weird. It can sound like a voice has been ADR'd in there and it, it doesn't match the acoustics of the scene, be it, you know, they're outside in a parking lot or whatever. It'll just sound different all of a sudden. Mr. Um, Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like stuff like that. It just, everything just sounds a little weird and they, they've gotten better with that where a lot of times it's not noticeable. Um, but now it seems like they don't do it as much. And then, then you have the mixing as well, um, which I read a whole article about how movies are mixed nowadays versus back then. And the folk, you know, with surround sound and all this other stuff, they, they're they trying to create an atmosphere and it can drown out the dialogue sometimes, something Christopher Nolan loves to do. Um, yeah, Tenet but, was really bad, but that was that, that's, like intentional, it seemed like. 
Yeah, he well, no, that's what he said. He said he, he didn't even care if you couldn't make out some of the stuff. He he felt that that immersed you in it. And it, meanwhile, I'm like, no, that's that's not immersive. <laughs> so yeah, are they just me pissed off because I had to yeah. turn up the volume or put the sub fucking titles on? Are, are, right. are we assuming they're trying to make it a more enjoyable audio experience? I, I think they're trying to make it a more immersive and realistic experience, and that can be to the detriment of actually hearing what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and same thing with lighting to somebody. I think I said it to you a while ago. Somebody posted or, or tweeted something. They're images all from Spider-Man movies. And they were, they were making a point about how Spider-Man is always saving, catching some, his girlfriend or, or whatever. But somebody else pointed out that as, as you look at each shot from like 2002 Spider-Man to 2004 to the, the uh, Andrew Garfield's to the the Tom Holland Spider Man's every every picture got darker and darker and somebody was just like remember when you could see what was happening in a movie <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they do it's they're, they're trying to do more realistic lighting and use more natural light sources and it and it can make it harder to see what the fuck is going on <laughs> as opposed and again if you especially if you watch I don't know why but the the, the first Spider Man the two thousand two Tobey Maguire Sam Raimi one they mastered that at almost 10,000 nits. Now, I know you don't know what that is, but it's a measurement of light. And I don't know, that's, that's about the best I can explain it. But so a standard television, not an HD, well, I guess maybe just an HD TV, not an HDR TV, but just an HD TV that has standard um, uh, dynamic range is about 100 nits, right? And then the movies we watch, typically around a thousand nits. They mastered this motherfucker like 10,000 nits on the 4k <laughs> disc. It's insane. <laughs> and, and I don't know that we have displays that could even display 10,000 nits. My TV does tops out right at, right at about 800 nits. Uh, OLED TVs don't, don't go super high. You can get a lot higher than that. I think my older, the first HDR TV I had went up to a thousand. Motherfuckers got to wear sunglasses. Ten thousand nits on this yeah. motherfucker. But even without you're that, tan, it's still a bright movie. Tan when yeah, you get done watching it's insane. <laughs> but as, as my Blu-ray player does like a, um, it'll do like a hard cap at a thousand. Thankfully, so that way I can still get a lot of it. Because if if it tries to display ten thousand nits, it's just going to blow everything out. You're going to lose all this detail because my TV can't display that so um my blu-ray player helps with that but anyway but just even if you just watch it on dvd it's so much brighter than if you watch homecoming or something uh it's just they didn't they weren't worried about making it natural they wanted it to look natural but also visible and now <laughs> everything's like fucking dark and nighttime <laughs> and those like those game of thrones episodes where it was and they tried to the producers tried to blame people uh, for setting up their televisions wrong. I'm like, motherfucker, my TV is not set up incorrectly. You filmed this too fucking dark, like, period. Like don't two different have, Game uh, of Thrones episodes. Don't they have backlighting uh, for TVs now? It's well, supposed the, to coincide with the film or something? Yeah, but not is if it? they film it dark. Like Game of Thrones, the House of Dragon, that was dark, dude. I mean, yeah. they didn't, you know, like Sean was saying, they're trying to do make it, like realistic because there wasn't fucking you know light you know you didn't have a fluorescent light above your head <laughs> but that was way too dark just like like sean said we're used to you know shit lit up it, even though it's natural light 
it do, it's not right on the big screen. We're used to seeing it bright. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when we watch a movie, we don't want to watch something that's real. We want to watch a fucking movie and right. have it lit up properly, you know, so mm-hmm. we can fucking see it. I don't yeah. know if you remember when we talked about Roadhouse, but how I was ma- mocking that movie because every, it was, the whole movie took place in bars, you know, for the most part. <laughs> and they were the most brightly lit fucking bars I'd ever seen in my but, life. But that was because they wanted you to see what was happening. Right. But, and, and you could <laughs> see what was happening. <laughs> you could definitely see what was happening. So that was the trade off there is it, you lost the realism, but then you could actually see the fight scenes. Well, like the first Batman movie, that fight scene where he's fighting the ninjas, man, you can't see shit. Yeah. It's like, I'd rather have it look unnatural, even though I think it's natural. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd rather be able to yeah. see what's going on. Yeah. Yes. Take away I, I, some you of about the realism. Christopher Nolan one? Yeah. Oh, wait. yeah, okay. Batman Begins. Um, or yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, so that that's a lot of stuff going on. And then again, you do have different displays, display types. Um, I know St- Steve has the, you know, you have the big projector. And that's, your projector is not as bright as a TV. It's just not, you know, right. unless you're going to drop like 10 grand on it, you're not going to get as bright. So um, with all that different technology out there. They have brighter wish- modes, but it's not, it doesn't look right when you try and bump it yeah. up. Well, I mean, that again, that's the trade-off too, is like, okay, <clears> you're gonna, <throat> it's going to fade the colors if you go too bright, with, you know, depending on the screen you yeah, have and everything. Yeah, you think watching dark or Game of Thrones, that dark scene on your TV is bad? <laughs> Try watching it up here on this projector. Man. Probably just <laughs> faded away I was in the just background. Like, I was like, I'm just going to close my eyes and listen to the dialogue because <laughs> I ain't seeing shit. But then you had to turn up the dialogue because you couldn't hear it over the score. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm at 70. I'm good. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so let's uh, let's talk about you want to do Spider-Verse or you want to talk about 89 Batman? Whatever you guys want. Whatever you want. Well, I, let's do Bat, or let's do Spider-Man because it's fresh in my mind because I just saw it today. All right. I'm going to start with <clears throat> Spider-Verse. To be continued, you motherfuckers. Okay. So <laughs> I didn't go. I didn't watch any trailer. I wanted to go in cold. And I went in cold and I was like, I was like, God damn, there's another chapter left. This is a long ass movie. And then I was like, uh-oh. There ain't no other chapter left (laughs) to be continued. I was like, what? When we got done, Rob said, we just got empired. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I was like, man, you're right. Like, that's my first being empired because I was too young for the first empire. You know, I I don't remember it. And then I'm thinking like, well, Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions. I knew knew that. Yeah, I knew there was another one. And Back to the Future, I saw a trailer for the third one. So that knew. That let me, but Rob was right. I was like, man, I just got empired. <laughs> I did. I got totally empired. I had no uh, idea that I, shit I was going to be to compete. I knew this was all part one of two. Oh, I you did. knew? I, oh, I thought everybody, I thought everybody no. knew that. I didn't no, know that. I'm, I'm going in cold, man. It was dude, great. I had, I had no idea. And I checked the runtime before we went and I'm like, 220, man. That's a, that's a good ass movie. And I was like, man, my, my kids are getting restless. It's got to be over two hours now. And then once when you know once she's brought the spider right, let's start right. at the beginning we we're, we always start at the end let's start at the beginning all right um well that's because uh, that shit was to be continued motherfuckers <laughs> yeah, that's why i started right. at the end i was so, totally shocked <laughs> uh, this is the sequel to the uh the spider-man into the spider-verse <laughs> the miles morales spider-man movie 
what in this what is this one called i keep I across the, the spider verse and then the next one's beyond the spider verse yeah. um so across the spider verse um starts off with uh gwen instead of miles and uh oh man i i just i have a lot of issues with this movie to, right from the beginning which is uh gwen's whole story i couldn't give a fuck about um, I love Miles Morales. I love, and it's funny cause I, I don't in the comics, I have no love for miles. And I don't read the miles Morales comics. I think it's stupid that there's two Spider-Men in the six, one, six universe. I was fine with them when he was in the ultimate universe. And then now they have two people named spider. I think that's dumb. However, the, I, I rewatched the, the into the spider verse movie twice over the weekend over or in the past week. Cause I, I love that movie so much. I love the way movie. the character's written. I love the way he's acted. Um, I love the way he looks. I like his suit. I like everything about this character. So they started off with Gwen, and she's just like super mopey emo. And I was it just immediately dragged my whole mood down. I just because I, I I don't know why. I just I I missed that upbeat tone of the first one. So she's all mopey and sad, and I'm like, oh, guess what? I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but I I think I'm the only one who didn't care about that. So. Um, I cared, I but I was shocked too. I was like, "Wow, they're not opening with Miles," you know, right? And it was a long ass scene too. Yeah, it was very long, too long. Um, so basically, the premise for this is, uh, and there's so much stuff I, I I did like about this movie though too. Um, so there's like this uh, spider society or whatever, and it's headed up by uh, it's, it's Rick and Morty shit. There's what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, this this harkens back to the comics did come first, um, but uh, the, the Spider-Man multiverse stuff anyway. Um, so it's headed up by Miguel O'Hara, a uh, Irish Mexican Spider-Man from 2099. Uh, he came out right when I started reading comics. Like literally, I remember Spider-Man 2099 issue one. I have that cover ingrained in my brain. Uh, cause it's, it's probably my second favorite Spider-Man suit is the 2099 suit. Yeah. Uh, I read a few issues of it. I didn't really get into it. It's, he had his whole different origin. He, um, in the comics, Miguel worked for Alchemax. Um, trying, I'm going off of memory here. So this is, I, I'll help you <laughs> out. I, just, I read it. I just happened to, I watched into the spider verse two times like you did right before I saw the other one. And then at the end I saw, I was like, who the hell is that guy? You know, the post credit scene. Yeah, so I, I looked oh, him you, up, and you didn't know who he was. Yeah, okay. I, I I looked him up, and they said it was twenty ninety nine. So then I read the first three issues of that. Oh, okay. And he was experimenting on, I guess he had some drug called um, oh, rapture. Is it rapture? Rapture. Or yeah, rapture. Okay. And uh, it was the he got addicted to that, and he 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 thought he could cure himself. Because he well, was, hang on though, he didn't get addicted to it on his own. His no, boss, boss, double crossed him and injected him with it, and it's like an instantly addictive bonds to your cellular structure or something. Right. So there's like no way to get rid of it, you know. But yeah. he, he, I guess his job was like putting his DNA and trying to uh, inject it on animals to try and create, you know, like the whole Spider-Man, Super Spider, but on different animals or, or whatever, and. He, he thought maybe if he injected his own DNA on himself, then it would it would level out the rap, the rapture and get rid of it and be back to his normal self. So he went to do that. But then he got double crossed by one of his co-scientists who thought you know, Miguel was always getting the limelight or whatever. 
So this guy, Aaron, ended up put mixing the spider DNA and and Miguel's, you know, procedure. And it was like the it was like a, they did a nod to the fly, the movie The Fly. It was like yeah. the same chamber and everything, which was pretty cool. And they said that in the comic. But yeah, so he ends up getting, you know, crazy spider powers and he's got like talons, has, talons on his yeah. fingertips and his toes and his and feet. Yeah, and his to- that's how he climbs. <sighs> I mm-hmm. read got, that he gets fangs with he can inject venom into people. Yeah, he looks like a vampire kind of. Yeah. I read that cool. he does not have the tingly, the spider sense. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I read that, that the other day cuz I was reading up some of the cameos cuz I didn't know all the spider people spider people yeah yeah so in it in the in the comic he was very he was very sarcastic and uh quippy but almost in a dark way and in this movie he's not like that at all he's dead, dead serious deathly serious so different portrayal his suit looks amazing i i love the 2099 suit so that's cool um so anyway the spider society their whole thing is maintaining the timelines they're they're like the whatever that those people from Loki are called yeah. the timekeepers or whatever. Yeah. But, but they're all spider people instead. And this is where I started getting annoyed too is I'm with you, dude. They start talking about Canon and I'm like, wait, Canon is something you use to refer to a fictional story. So do all these fucking people know they're in fictional stories now? Like, why are you calling it Canon? And I'm, I also, am just kind of sick of that whole meta aspect in movies. It's one thing to do it in Deadpool. We don't need to do it in everything else. So their idea, their whole thing is they maintain canon and they use the word canon, which is what pissed me off. (laughs) So certain events have to happen in all these spider people's lives for them to be Spider-Man. And and that also irks me just because of my disdain for religion and stuff like predestination, which is what it reminds me of. Um, But the whole meta aspect of canon, uh, certain things have to happen. I just thought that was a weird route to go for. Going from the first movie, which, you know, it's it's over the top. It's crazy. It's comic books. But at no point do they act like they are in a movie or in a comic book, though. Um, in this movie, it's almost like they're acknowledging that they are characters in stories. And that doesn't make any sense to me. So that irked me. Um, and then and I'll just get all the bad shit out of the way. Uh, I found I think this movie could have been a 30 to 40 minutes shorter. There was so much time spent with parents yelling at children that it just pissed me off. Like Miles's parents and these conversations didn't go anywhere. These these could have been 20 second conversations that we could have gotten the gist of the fact that they were disappointed in whatever. And he wanted to tell me a Spider-Man, but he didn't feel like he could at the time that happens about 7,000 times. Uh, and Gwen then has the same thing with her dad, uh, where it's just this back and forth. And it's just this whole tone is so different from the first movie and it's not even well written. It's, it's just fine. It's okay. It's not bad, but it just really, uh, it felt really, really boring. And then the, the movie picked up in the second act and I thought the, the way it ended, I thought was great. I loved the ending of the movie. I was very happy about it. Uh, cause it finally looked like it was going somewhere, but we spent so much time establishing that these parents are disappointed in their children. that it was pissing me off. I was, I was like, this is not why I'm here. This is not what I came to see. Um, <laughs> that was a good payoff in the end, though. With the with, end was great, but I just I don't I don't think that all the the parents well, arguing I, with their children. I agree. Those scenes, scenes could have been shorter for sure. Yes, that, that was one yes. of my gripes. But that relationship they build with him and his mom, especially, 
pays off in the end when he. But th- you know. think about like think about the very first Spider Man, Tobey Maguire. They they establish his relationship with his Uncle Ben and Aunt May in the shortest of scenes. And when Ben dies, I cry. I still cry when I watch that movie. I didn't cry about anything in this movie. I cry and the Spider-Verse has emotional moments. This movie had zero emotional moments. It was it in just this movie. Bickering. That scene. Did you cry? Well, yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't. No, it needs to be in the context of the film. <laughs> just seeing yeah, it doesn't make me cry. I was like, cry. he was there in real life. <laughs> that him. was the other thing, too. They they So they show like um, Donald Glover as the Prowler. Yeah, I saw that. Um, was funny. I thought that was funny. And I'm just like, it's just, they showed I don't the, know. It was almost like too much. The Venom Lady, too. The yeah, and that's what store. I, that, that's the kind of stuff I was talking about earlier, where you're you're trying to distract with all this stuff that doesn't really serve the story, mm-hmm. um, and it maybe gets a chuckle out of the audience. The stuff I liked, like I liked, and, and, and I'm guessing non comics readers didn't even get this, but they showed they had Scarlet Spider, aka Ben Riley. <laughs> I wanted to and, ask you about this guy. I was like, is he always <laughs> always this moody or what? So. All right, so he's another '90s creation. I, oh, I guess technically he's a '70s creation, but his actually in, in the '70s there was a an issue of Amazing Spider-Man where the Jackal clones Spider-Man, and then and I think he made multiple clones, and I can't remember exactly how it ended, but I, I think his whole lab got destroyed, and I think one of the one of the clones lived. So then in the '90s, and again this is right when I started reading comics. Oh, um, this is where they didn't know which Peter Parker was. Yes, so they and, start yeah. this clone saga and the writers in the 90s decide that, oh, we're going to we're going to tell the readers that every story they've read since that issue yeah. was not Peter Parker. It was a clone. And oh. guess what? Readers did not react. well. <laughs> um, they did not like the idea that, you know, this 20 years of Spider-Man stories were not about Peter Parker. They're about some clone that, named Ben Riley. Um, so then they spent two or three years trying to fix that whole story. But anyway, it, he he's a clone of Peter Parker um, and his name. He takes on Uncle Ben's name and I think Aunt May's maiden name or something. So he's, he's Ben Riley. Um, and he takes he, it's one of those things I think like Peter's out of it. He gets injured or loses his powers or something. So he takes over Spider-Man for a while. Ben Riley does. And then Peter inevitably comes back. And then he takes on a new persona called the Scarlet Spider, who had his own comics in the 90s. And he wore like the red suit and the blue ripped hoodie, very 90s gear. I love that look, though. It's just it's it just reminds me of that that time. And he wasn't like silly moody. But yeah, he, he he's back. He's actually been in the most recent run of Spider-Man. And he's actually in the most recent run behaving in like he does in that movie, basically, where he he's basically a villain now. And he's mad at Peter Parker because he doesn't have any memory, like all his memories were wiped. So he doesn't have a personality. So now he's all way. And so the fact that they made him like that, like where he's just like super emo and who am I? And all that was pretty funny. Uh, I, I didn't like that. He got taken out so quickly. I hope he comes back. Cause I thought he was, he was actually really funny. And I, I love the look of him. They did that nineties comic look, which I loved. Um, but yeah, that's the Scarlet spider, AKA Ben Riley, a Peter Parker clone. Uh, happy Spy- to see him and Spider Punk. Spider Punk was my favorite. Like, Spider Punk was great. He's like, a relatively recent creation. Total anarchy. That's what Obi. he was about. I love it. I love his, yeah. his little laughs. You know when something yeah. was going down, he's like, <laughs> Spider Punk was fucking fantastic. And he looks like sure. the Clash, the way they draw him. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's an in- old school English punk. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he he was a great character. Uh, he's probably the standout character in this one. 
Um, I absolutely love that character, man. I had so much fun watching him. I remember you asked me, uh, I just got done seeing it and you were like, which one did you like better? And I was, I was like, I'm not sure yet. I'm still, you know, I'm processing or whatever. And I was like, well, what did, what did I not like about this movie? Um, so far the length I'm with you on the length and, um, the to be continued through me. Like I just wasn't expecting it. It's, it's not bad. I know Rob looked it up. It came, comes out in March, I think. So it's not too bad. I was like, I was just, I I just completely shocked. So I love the movie, but at the same time I was all bummed out, you know, at the end. And then to what you were kind of saying before it's, um, I got that, that man of steel, you know, that vibe you hate where, well, I can't, sometimes you just got to let people die, you know? And I felt like yeah. that's what some of the Spider-Men were like, were, were doing like some of their characters, you know, like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody in that group with Miguel O'Hara, obviously. Yeah. They're just like, we're just going to let people die. And then Miles, you know, Miles is like, no, we can save both. And like in, in the other Spider-Man movies, it's like, I'm going to save both, you know? Yeah. I'm going to save Mary Jane and these kids on a freaking railway or whatever. Right. So like that just, that kind of irked me. It's like, why isn't everybody, you know, you, you're Spider-Man. You just don't let people die, you know? Right. So, but I guess they're trying, what are they doing? They're trying to set up miles as like the Spider-Man, like the one to like the Neo. Well, he, he is the anomaly. Yeah. Uh, the anomaly. They're saying, um, so yeah, that was I'm not sh- That was interesting. Take. Yeah, because the the whole thing is he he's like, are you sure this is what's going to happen? And they did show it happen with with uh, Indian Spider-Man, whom I hated, by the way, uh, <laughs> Indian Spider-Man, awful person, uh, did not like. You didn't like, um, like his Sp- hair? Come on, man. He had I don't hair. like I don't like arrogant assholes. I just don't. Um, and that he that dude was just, I, I don't like it. Don't like arrogant characters. And it doesn't even fit with Peter Parker or Spider-Man. That's um, not Peter anyway, Parker. That's Pateer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever his name is. Um, but uh, so, yeah, they show what happened because this canon event. And then that's the other thing. I'm like, why? Why is every universe tied to an event in Spider-Man's life? Like, to me, that's just a stupid fucking setup. So a universe is going to ex- implode because Spider-Man saved a life. That's that's literally it. Yeah, I guess the Spider-Verse, at least. But but the. That makes no sense. Any anywhere where there's a Spider-Man is literally on the edge, well, on the I brink of extinction. Think, if Spider-Man saves the wrong person, I think after the next movie, we're going to uh, find like, out that's not true. It, it's just stupid. It's a stupid concept. I don't like it. Um, it doesn't make sense to me. I think we're all sick of the if someone from another universe quantum mania, but the whole universe doesn't explain. Like Back to the Future, like just tell a story from Earth. Like my favorite Marvel movie is on Earth. <laughs> you know, well, that, that's the other thing, too, is I that's it's like, like seeing all these Spider-Man. I would love to see a Spider-Man 2099 movie or a, a, a Spider-Punk yeah. movie. And well, it doesn't need to be tied there. into yeah. the. But I think this whole thing revolves around the multiverse. So that's what we're going to get, basically, yeah. is everything's tied into the multiverse. But, yeah, I agree with you, Rob. I was actually thinking that I was like, I'd love to just see, like I said, a 2099 movie. Dude, I'd love to I see that, watched... that dude have his own adventure. Yeah, that's funny because I came home and that night I watched, I was like, I got to watch something. And I was like, I'm tired of this multiverse shit. So I watched uh, uh, 
Captain America: First Avenger. Oh, what there's a, a goddamn. There's a there's a shocker. Yeah, I know. But I haven't watched. <laughs> I it do. I watch time. that movie all the time. I, I know. So but as soon, but as, soon as he said so he didn't good. want the multiverse, I knew he was going to say yeah. that. Well, <laughs> it was either that or Winter Soldier, and I was like, let me start from the beginning. <laughs> there's <laughs> tons of so, other stuff about the multiverse. It's so good, <laughs> and, it, and it is crazy. You know, you got a guy with the red skull, but it's all it's grounded, man. It's like I don't yeah. know. Dude, I'm I just, I'm with you because I got right. you, I, I saw a photo with uh, Anthony Mackie and Harrison Ford today. Uh, I, I got yeah. chi- I got chills, man. Yeah, like, I'm looking forward to that I, movie. I can't this- wait till Captain America <clears throat> Four. <dude. clears throat> I'm with you, Rob. I'm with you. But no, I, I yeah, I agree with that though. I like they have they've established all these Spider Men and the, and here's like Sony is trying like they're doing a Craven the Hunter movie. They did that terrible Morbius movie. It's like, dude, Sony, <laughs> if you're gonna do this. Do more animated movies with the animated Spider-Man. Like, fuck, don't do stuff with Spider-Man's shitty villains. Mm-hmm. With yeah, his I'm third with you. Rate villains. Just tell like, a story with 2099. That that'd be really interesting. Yeah, like it, and he said it in the future. We could get his origin because his whole thing is he's, he's. I think he just takes down corporations and stuff. I didn't. Re- I didn't read all the issues when I was younger, but, um, but that was part of his thing anyway. It was you know it was him against you know the the corporate takeover type stuff in the future. It's very cyberpunk, which I love cyberpunk as, as a genre. Um, this sounds like we're shitting on the movie. I really enjoyed this. Movie. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I am shitting on them. I am actively shitting because I actually was, I was getting angry and bored. I give it a good a seven, eight. I got seven. I give it, a, I'd still give it about a seven. It's, yeah. it's not as it's getting these insane reviews and I'm just like, no, it's too long. It's got some great scene, and again, the Miles Morales stuff is fantastic. But see, the and first the ending, movie, the ending's great. I know you didn't like the ending. I love the no, ending. No, I didn't. I mean, no, I, I like I the ending too. I didn't know it was too. to be continued. I was shocked. Yeah, yeah I love the ending. I just <laughs> didn't know it was going to. I hate going. to be continues, but I was okay. I mean, there was definitely more story to tell. So I love but, that there was no credit scenes. That's a, always oh, nice I didn't when they know. don't. Oh, you yeah, we did. Yeah, we stayed. Oh yeah, I looked it up, so I didn't stay because I. Well, knew the kids, they were some, like, "There's no." Some crazy. people that were exiting yeah, told us. I didn't feel like getting my phone out. Yeah, so no, I, I looked like, it up. Like I said, I give it a seven, but I give the first movie a ten. I mean, that movie yeah. is awesome. The first one was fantastic. I give um, I give the first one at least a nine. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm the you know this one is it's just not it doesn't have the emotional impact I, I think they were really trying with those and i was also confused because okay they're having the big party for his dad and then he gets grounded or whatever he goes and kicks it with gwen and they're still having the fucking party like i was just <laughs> like they're back at the party again and he's not in tr- i'm so confused i thought he was grounded he went to his room <laughs> it, was just, it was so fucking weird you can't just cancel a party man having- he's becoming captain that's what you got a problem with. <laughs> well, it just didn't matter. I was like, we're back at this fucking party. I, th- I just thought that scene was over. It served its purpose. And that's what I mean by it being too long. Yeah. Like we, we, it was rarely new information. It was just bickering and arguing. Uh, and it well, was annoying. How old is Gwen compared to him? She's like, um, she's she's like a year older. She said oh, okay. it. In, like she said five, it in the first. Yeah, she said one. she's like five, she's five months older than him or something. Oh, okay. I think okay. it was 17 months. I think she said. It's, thought, it's more than a year. Okay. More than a year? I thought she only said it was yeah, like five Yeah, I thought it months. was longer than a year. No. Um, I, yeah, her character was just okay. I, uh, again, Spider-Punk was great. Uh, Peter B. Parker shows up in this. Didn't care for it. it like, he changed. 
and then they got him running around in a pink robe with his baby, which is stupid. Like, you don't bring your, I don't care if they have spider powers. You don't bring your baby to a supervillain fight. What are you doing? (laughs) Not if you have a superpower baby. Yeah, Uh, even if you have a superpower baby. Uh, yeah, he, he, uh, y'all don't remember when the baby pointed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My my daughter loved it, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I, I just like, they're, they obviously made mistakes, you know, like the, his friends I'm talking about, uh, and they're going to rectify that in the next movie. Like they're all, the gang is there. Gwen's got him ready to go. Like, I can't wait. Well, man. yeah, gonna no, they're going to, yeah, the they're going to do that. But it, it, didn't it didn't seem Spider-Man. true to the character. It did. At least it did. It seemed true to Gwen maybe, but not to Peter B. Parker. Yeah. Once character. again, though, it's, it's Peter B. Parker. Like the, the Spider-Man you love died in the first one. So like, no, he didn't. That No, that wasn't the, no, the original one is the Peter B. Parker. The, the Chris Pine one was blonde. That's not, that's not earth prime Spider-Man. Oh, I um, thought I thought that was supposed to be the Spider-Man we all knew. No, that's Peter B. Parker. You oh, thought that... Spider-Man was had blonde hair. Well, no, I I, I don't know. <laughs> no. I never read the original. <laughs> I don't. No, know. he thought because uh, Miles is from the same universe as that. That's why he was thinking. Yeah, I thought Miles um, is, is isn't he? What what universe is Miles from? I don't remember the number, but it's not. The it's problem. not six one six. Okay. Right. 616 Peter Parker. His name is Peter Benjamin Parker. So I assume that's what that one is supposed to be. Oh, okay. So, okay. So he's the one with the baby. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So that was a different. I just don't like at the end, he's still in his pink robe. I'm like, what, what are you doing? (laughs) Is he going to have his kid in the next one? He had it at the end of this one when they were doing their big pose. I was just like, what, why? Um, okay. So all, all that bitching aside, it, it, it is worth seeing. The action scenes are phenomenal. The animation is phenomenal. Dude, uh, dude, the, the, the spot, the villain, he went from, pitiful, oh, he was great. He went from pitiful to competent to like serial killery or something. Like yeah. it was like, this is intense. Like this is a good villain here. I think it's my, the guy possibly, that got the hit in the head with the donut. <laughs> That's uh, possibly my favorite scene avenge. from the movie was the first, that first, see, after we get over Gwen's stupid prologue, um, when the, when the spot is robbing the convenient trying to steal the ATM, the ATM machine, as he calls it, uh, that whole scene was fantastic. Like that was just so Spider-Man to me, the quipping, the kind of bumbling his way through a fight, um, being a little overconfident in his capabilities versus this new villain, mm-hmm. uh, running late for an important, an important appointment. Like that was just so that was all very Spider-Man and I loved it. Um, <laughs> now, it's always best to see heroes kind of put on their back foot in, in comics and movies is, uh, you know, when the hero is, you know, 100% fully competent the whole time, it's just not as entertaining. So, uh, that, that, that scene was great. And then, then the scene at the spider society where they're all chasing him, that was a pretty cool chase scene, even if ultimately pointless, but then the big twist, Steve, Steve's like, why did he, why did he have to, why did everybody? No, chase I him didn't understand why all the Spider Men were there. Like he said something to Miguel, and I didn't yeah, hear I what like, I didn't he hear what he said. Brought them all out of the place he needed to go. That was his plan. <laughs> he was like, "I missed it." <laughs> yeah, no, but he said something specifically. Like he said something to Miguel, and I don't know what he said. And then they turned and showed all the Spider Men, and I was like, "What did he say?" 
Oh, he said, um, I managed to get get them all away from the, the base or whatever. Oh, okay. He said well, something along the... I can't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, well, I managed to lure all them away from the base because that way he could go back and, yeah. and use the and thing. And that makes perfect sense. He's like, now, you can't get I away. I know what he said. I didn't know, like, why were all the Spider-Men there? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, so they're all chasing him. He gets back there, and, and the big twist, he ends up in the universe where the spider came from and completely different setup. And uh, he becomes the prowler in that universe. That was awesome. That's going somewhere unique and cool. Uh, Yeah. I am excited. It's funny because I'm ragging on it, but I'm actually way more excited for the sequel to this than I am about the movie I just watched (laughs) because the sequel looks like it could be the movie I thought this was going to be. Dude, that was a great uh, twist. Like having that spider bit him in his universe, you know? So yeah. there was no Spider-Man in that where that spider was supposed to be. And then that's, right. that's why Miguel becomes the Prowler. I thought that was great, man. Yeah. What, a, what a great ending to that that second part. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't hate it near as much as, as you did. I had some minor gripes, but overall, I thought the story, the story building was long, but I, I thought it was necessary. And with Gwen, you know, that just that's just showing how her and and Miles are going to going to connect later. So I'm I'm all right with it. So did, you like, you it did you like did you like did you like the Renaissance Vulture? <laughs> no, I thought that was stupid. Um, I also thought it was weird that and he, and Miguel O'Hara shows up and immediately is calling for backup. I'm like, what the hell? Like, just can Spider-Man just work alone in one of these fucking movies? You know what I mean? It, it's, it's the Vulture. Since when, it, since when is the Vulture? Uh, a super hard to take down bad guy. What the hell's going on? What about pregnant Jessica Drew? What'd you think of that? I, oh, I didn't. I had no feelings either way about that character. She like, was fine. She, she's going into battle pregnant. Why can't uh, Peter B. Parker go in with a baby? <laughs> because she might be trying to have an abortion. Uh, <laughs> whereas he has a living babies. Where she's might be. She's probably. She might be like. I don't. You know. Really want this kid, but I don't want to. You know. She's like, if he if accidentally I, dies, I, yeah. that's that's another thing. Like, if well, I get punched a little too hard, uh, I got an, oh, whoopsie, oh, got in a motorcycle accident. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, just the minor complaints. So nothing for me. I really enjoyed this movie. So, uh, what would, what would you give it? Oh, I give it, I give it an eight, easy. Okay. Easy. So did you did you like this one better, or, or did you like the first? After one After thinking about it, I did like the first one better. Uh, I the I just did like you said it was more emotional, like yeah. I I did cry I didn't cry in this one but I did cry in the first one, and right. that that was like it was like a Matrix cry it was like him realizing he got his powers you know and he he can do it you know like when he zaps that when he uses electricity to get rid of the webs that you know Peter tied him to the chair. And, yeah. then, and then he's like, oh, he's got he's got that, you know, and then he turns invisible. So his room roommate won't see him. He turns invisible on command and then he hops out the window and they got the great soundtrack in that first one. Oh, man, it just gave me chills. I started crying just like tears of joy. Like it was such a good Spider-Man intro. I, I like the moment, too, when uh, everybody's going back to their dimension and Peter Parker's scared to go back. And yeah. he's like, how I, like that? That's a good emotional beat too. Yeah, where he trips some movie, movie holds them. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. this movie had like none of that. Um, and again, but 
But Miles Morales really does hold the whole movie together, though, because his character is so, uh, so fleshed out and relatable and likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I, I do recommend people go see it. It's not, it's not a bad movie. That's not what I'm saying. I just, I have a lot of issues with the choices they made as far as the, the, the story choices. choices. Were made. Decisions so, were made. So your biggest gripe is, um. I think my, actually my number one is probably all the goddamn arguments with the parents. Like it reminded me of the last Avatar movie because Avatar movie two just had a bunch of fucking parental lectures. So may, I guess I just still have a lot of issues <sighs> with that. But it, it doesn't it doesn't move the fucking story forward to have eighty fucking lectures from parents berating their children. I just I hate seeing it. Um, and then second would be doing the whole meta commentary. Oh, this is you know this isn't true to the canon. It's like what the fuck? Why why would you go that direction? It's just weird. Mm-hmm. And then to your point about the fact that everybody is just like, ah, some people got to die. Some people you care about got to die. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's just, it's a weird, I feel like they could have had a different reason for protecting timelines other than making sure certain people die. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Right. Like yeah, that's not heroic. <laughs> like <laughs> spider men are supposed to be heroic and women, spider women. Yeah. Uh, spider people, spider people. Uh, like uh, to protect everyone. It's not and heroic that's what at Miles all. Morales is trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how far did you read in Spider Man twenty ninety nine? Do you know where Miguel's character goes? Ends up going? Oh uh, no, I didn't. I didn't stick with it long. I I would bounce <laughs> off of comics back then. A lot of times, just for financial reasons. Uh, you know, you're you're a kid reading comics. You got to be picky with your budget. Um, yeah. But it's all available on on Marvel Unlimited. I know. Um, oh, that's the other thing that was missing from this, though, is that whole mentor-mentee relationship with with Peter and Miles from the first one was great. They were trying to kind of establish his relationship with Gwen in this one, but again, it just it just didn't land it as like as something you, that I really cared about uh, for whatever reason. I don't know. I if think it just wasn't well done. They're trying to establish how he's basically like my friends abandoned me, and then this next one is going to be his friends making up for that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked. I can't wait to Very see the well next said. one. I, I am, I'm stoked for the next one, but it's mostly because of the ending. The last third of the movie is the best part of the movie. Um, it literally, it gets better as it goes, but it still could have been shorter. Um, less, <laughs> less fucking proselytizing from the fucking parents. Would have been <laughs> dude, great. Dude, when the spot gets all those powers and he's got like the question marks on him and they're playing like the, the sharp, intense dark music i'm like this is good <laughs> loving yeah, it I, I like it that they're they're giving him like an origin story mm-hmm. and really turning him into a formidable enemy which makes sense when you consider what he can do i did like too that he basically kicked his own ass into himself <laughs> right wasn't that great <laughs> that was a, i was like what just happened here i'm trying to follow it you know i'm not good with portals but man i was trying to follow it and i was like uh, and then they said it. he's like i kicked my own ass like okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a solid solid eight for me. But I did I did enjoy the first one better. But it's close, man. I I loved them both. I can't I can't wait. Um. All right. So, uh, yeah, go check out Spider Verse in theater if you haven't already seen it. Uh, hopefully, you've already seen it. If you just listen to us destroy it. Uh, oh, we so got to see Jay spoiled everything. Jay Jonah Jameson too. That was nice. Um. Yeah, well, and they use they use some lines. They clearly took lines straight out of the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. I noticed mm-hmm. uh, when he was like in the background there. Um, all right, so this week's 
actual movie is the 1989 Batman uh, essential, basically to this age of comic book movies. Uh, it started with Superman in 78. Uh, 12 years later, or I guess 11 years later, we got Batman. And it was actually this this 89 Batman movie was was being planned, formed, uh, whatever you want to call it, for about 10 years before it materialized and actually went into actual production. And a lot of that credit goes to a guy named Michael Uslin, who you'll see as a producer or an executive producer. He was just like a comic book fanboy, loved Batman, really wanted to see Batman have a serious take and um, took years and years to find uh, to, to get the right people together to make this movie. How far and back then, do you know how far back it was that Tim Burton was attached to it? I, I think it was only like a year because mm. nobody knew who he was till Beetlejuice, which came out the year before. Mm. So it wasn't really a Burton. Burton was more hired to do it. Uh, but Michael Uslin, I think, was one of the people who was more responsible for it actually getting made. Um, and then creatively, Tim Burton had a huge impact on it, obviously. But just getting the fucker made was was this Michael Uslin guy uh, trying you know, to get his favorite character into like a serious movie, which and again, between Superman and Batman, we had we had three Superman sequels. We had a Supergirl movie, which was God awful. Jesus Christ. Um, is that made and, for a TV movie or was that actually? No, movie? that was in theaters, man. That was a theatrical release. I remember when it came out. I wow. wanted to see it as a kid. Um, Who played Supergirl? I had no idea that even existed. Uh, if you wouldn't ask. what her name was. I can Helen, see her. Helen Slater, I think, was her name. I'm not sure. Wow. Um, uh, so, but, so we had the Superman sequels. There were probably some other superhero movies I can't think of. But basically, the, that whole age started with Superman fizzled out when Superman four bombed um, and which I think was like 86, maybe 87, maybe 87 seems. I don't know if that's too recent anyway. Um, so yeah, so we, we get this movie and dude, I remember this year like crazy. So I would have been, I'd have been 12 years old when this movie came out and I didn't have, uh, didn't have access to a TV normally, but I would go in the attic and, and, bring down the little 13 inch black and white TV whenever my mom would leave for work over the summertime. And every morning they would play commercials for this Batman movie. It was coming out June 23rd, 1989. That's ingrained in my brain because of these, these commercials. And I would just watch these commercials. Like they were, <laughs> I don't know, man, like, like they were actual, like they were the movie. I was um, very excited to talk about this. Cause I was like, Oh, Sean will tell me, what I was feeling at the time. Cause I, <laughs> I I'm, I'm assuming I went with you. I have no memory whatsoever. No, no, I didn't. I didn't see this at the theater because I wasn't allowed. So, Oh, I'm sure we um, watched it together or something. We uh, did. It, it came out in home video, I think in November of that year, but that summer though was nuts. It was, she had a lot of good movies out that summer. And I remember I would talk to you and just, I, I'm pretty sure I just made you tell me everything that happened in the movie. <laughs> um, but you had, you had the ghostbuster sequel. You had the last crusade. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids came out. You had, I think, Back to the Future 2 came out that year, I think. Maybe 3. I think Wait, it was I thought two. Last Crusade was 90. No, it was 89. Um, really? All the same year. Yeah, it was It was a big year for movies. Uh, the Burbs. Um, a, lot of, a lot of movies came out that year. Didn't get to see any of them in the theater. Um, and I had a neighbor. 
it was my neighbor who actually let me watch the movie for the first time that I remember. But I remember watching it at your house too. But like this neighbor, they bought the VHS and like invited me over to watch it. And I was, and I would try to go over there and watch it whenever I could. I was just in love with it. Uh, didn't really know. I hadn't seen Beetlejuice. I saw this before I saw Beetlejuice. I probably saw Beetlejuice a year or so later again at a different neighbor's house. I was a terrible kid to have in the neighborhood. I was always just trying to get in people's <laughs> houses and watch their movies. That hey, was my, that was my MO. You're the guy on the couch. <laughs> yeah. From half baked. Like, please, please, sir. Do you have any VHS types? Uh, uh, I'll, I'll take beta vision too. <laughs> Whatever you have available, sir. Um, also, do you have any food? But, uh, <laughs> my food, the food I have is terrible. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, you know, I seeing this, I, only, I, I did get to see it a few years ago on the on the 30th anniversary at the theater, so that was cool. Um, but so that, but the, it, this was more than a movie. This felt like the biggest thing since like Return of the Jedi or Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 1984 felt like a huge summer to me too. Again, didn't get to see it, but I just the the advertising, the song, everything was everywhere. It was um, big. Yeah, uh, and so th- this was just like a huge event. It felt like everybody in the world loved Batman all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't I wasn't like some huge Batman fan before this. Um, I, oh, okay. I grew this, up like... This was the yeah, catalyst, this, huh? Yeah, I had seen like the 66 TV show. Didn't really care for it. <laughs> uh, a little different. A kid. <laughs> little different. Um, yeah, I, I still like watching it at my great grandma's house. I still like watching it because it was... It was a superhero, and I, you know, I was aware of Batman. The one thing I, I do remember is watching Scooby Doo, and sometimes in the intro they would show Batman and Robin as guest stars. And every time I watched Scooby Doo, I was always like, "I hope Batman's in this one." And I don't <laughs> know if I ever got to see the Batman and Robin episode. Um, <laughs> but I was never like a huge Batman guy, like uh, until like that summer, uh, and then you know, just everything about it looks because so, everything Batman up to that point that I had seen was very campy yeah it's campy and, and very uh kid oriented and i was a kid but i also super 1987 robocop came out uh i was all about <laughs> that kind of movie you know what i mean so what uh, being scared shitless <laughs> no robocop didn't didn't really scare me uh but oh, i just well, have a I different liked, effect I liked on the me action yeah but well you were younger though too but the the, the, the action though you know the the special effects the sci-fi all that stuff I was all about that. I wasn't about campy Batman. So this, but this movie literally kickstarted my love of comic books. The next year is when I got the dark Knight returns of Batman year one from the, uh, the donation pile or whatever at children's hospital. Um, and so Batman really sent me is what really started my love for comic books though. Nice. Um, I'd had some encounters, you know, I'd read a comic book here and there before that didn't own any, but when that movie came out and then I read the comic books that it, that the movie was inspired by uh, that's when I was like, man, I fucking love comic books are amazing. So uh, this movie had a lot to, to do with um, who I am today. I remember so, seeing that movie at the theater. That is one of the few that in star Wars and return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, but I remember cause I was, we, it was crowded cause it, everybody was looking forward to this movie and we had, we had to sit up front. So I, re- I remember, that you know the beginning where it's scrolling and you got the surround sound and it's blasting the score and it's weaving in and out and then all of a sudden the batman thing shows up and it's just like right. whoa they, they can't. i mean that got me right there and then then it just got better 
Well, that score especially. So Danny what Elfman. you're describing is the they have like a three-dimensional model of the bat symbol that's on yes. Batman's chest. And you don't know what that's what it is at first. Right. There's just a camera zooming around. It looks like it's made out of like stone or concrete or something. But the score is what's selling it to yep. you. Yep. Um, and you're just like, you're just in it from yeah, minute like, one. What the hell are they? Sh- yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. They and do, then they open. They kind of do that in Age of Ultron too, with that statue at the end. How they'll do like close-ups of the different. Not characters. the same effect though. The score is, like you said, it's huge. Yeah. No, I'm just. That's yeah. the first time it, it reminds it. me of that, you know. And then they pan out, and you see the yeah. whole thing finally. Yeah. Um. So, and then they go into Gotham City. It looks like they're showing you Batman's origin story, but it turns out to be set in modern Dude, this is funny. Gotham. This is funny. Like I watched the shit out of this movie when I was younger, but I hadn't seen it in a long time. And, you know, I forgot how it began. And they're like, he's saying, Hey, Jimmy, slow down or something. You look like a tourist or something like that. I'm like Jimmy, his name's Bruce. What are you fucking, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, did I watch the right movie? Totally forgot. <laughs> like I knew I remember seeing his, you know, the origin story. But that wasn't till like the middle it's of the movie. Back later on, yeah, 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 right. yeah. And I had totally forgotten. I'm like, what? Yeah. Did, what's going on? <laughs> so that was kind of funny watching it this so time. What, what it's actually doing is giving you your first peek at Batman, which is cool. Which is yeah. also smart. Instead of making you right. wait till an hour into the movie and then revealing him, mm-hmm. um, you get that really cool hand drawn Batman on the roof. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have that yeah. shot, and it's, <laughs> it's really, yeah, yeah. It's very clearly yeah. hand oh, yeah. hand drawn animation. Uh, which, you know, it's a, it's an optical effect. It's, it, but it's, it stands out, but it's, I love that they don't fix that. Like they don't go right. do a Lucas and make it perfect. Right. It's just, yeah, that's, it's a hand animated fucking Batman. What do you get? That's what they had at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even the special you, effects where, when he puts the shields up, that is fantastic for back then. That, I mean, that, that is, was, yeah. I mean, that was, but there's not a lot with Batman. There's not a, there's, that was like the only special effect. Truly. Yeah. Like Batman, everything is, you know, the Batarang, all that shit, you know, is like really right. him. It's yeah. amazing how it holds up, man. It really held up, too. It's yeah, nice yeah, to it, see it really that, re- you know, that everything's on a set, too. Like even the backgrounds, you know, they're painted, but I mean, it's still, you get that full effect, you know? I love seeing him put the fear of God in them, too, uh, thugs in the beginning. And he just hold, that, holds just them line. over. And then that that two word I'm Batman, and now yeah. that's that's an iconic movie line. <laughs> yeah. the, the Rock wishes he had a two line fucking or two word line that uh, people remember. <laughs> Dude, be honest, be, be honest, man. Like if you're if you're on the streets and you're hearing stories of fucking a bat sucking the blood out of people and everything, and then you see that dude, like I would have just. I would have just died. I would have just died of fucking <laughs> fucking shock or fear. <laughs> it it would have been, yeah, definitely. And then after shooting him and he gets up, like that's the other part where you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. Cause his whole his whole suit looks like it's skin tight when it's obvious it is armor, obviously, but mm-hmm. it's made to look like musculature. So dude, uh that would be that would freak you out. How awesome is Billy D. Williams? Like he don't have that many lines, but Man, when he talks, you just know he's the cold. We, we could have had we, we could have had a fucking Billy D. Williams Harvey Dent, which would have made sense. Oh, would have been because great. Billy D. Williams is a handsome man <laughs> as opposed to Tommy Lee Jones, who looks like the bottom of a Nike. Yeah. Like uh, it didn't make any sense to take Tommy Lee Jones and be like, how do we make him look worse? Like, I don't know. Uh <laughs> Dude, when Shut Billy D. Up. talks, he he just 
you forget everybody else is there. I mean, he's just, <laughs> he's got that presence, man. I'm telling you. Sean was talking to me about uh, Two Face. He's like, which which side is Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> he's, he's like, which one's the evil side? <laughs> like, dude, and I love Tommy Lee Jones. I know that's horrible, but that his face, he's seen a lot, man. He's been through a lot. Uh, but the, the yeah, Billy D. Williams, Two Face. <laughs> the Billy D. Williams would have been a much better. Uh, Two Face, because again, then, then you'd have a handsome and a, and a disfigured. You okay, know, Tommy Lee you, Jones. It was a little harder to do that. I I know you watch a lot of extra features and stuff. Did they ever talk about him being like Two Face later on? Like, did, was was Tim planning to do a third movie or? Uh, I th- I think he was. I can't remember why he walked away um, from doing a third. But when he walked away, uh, Michael Keaton walked away. Uh, because he didn't want to do it without without Tim Burton. I do remember that much. I, oh. I do remember up until that film, like you didn't have social social media, but people were shitting all over them casting Michael Keaton. I mean, that yeah. was like for like, I don't know. That shit went on for like a year and a half or a year. For, from the time <laughs> they announced crazy. it, apparently. Yeah. It was nuts. It was they were getting letters and stuff. And I wasn't aware of this till years later, but yeah, people were freaking out. Cause they were like, you're going to make Mr. Mom into Batman. Yeah. So fanboys have always been toxic on that level. Uh, that's just, that's just how we are. Uh, I didn't know. I knew him. I didn't know him from anything other than Beetlejuice commercials. Cause I hadn't even seen Beetlejuice. So I, I didn't have any opinion. And again, I wasn't some big Batman guy. I was, I grew up mostly Spider-Man uh, with being what I watched, you know, the 67 cartoon flash. <laughs> I'm pumped to go to see this Flash movie, man. Uh, so your t- your take on him as Bruce Wayne versus Batman? Which one is better for Michael Keaton, in your opinion? I I don't think he's. he's I better. think he's great. Either one's better. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think he does a great all job. Right, all and, right. Do you like another Batman better? No, I don't think so. Do you like another Bruce I Wayne love better? Christian Bale. I thought he was great, but Michael Keaton is Batman, man. Um, I mean, I I kind of agree with that, but I I do think that is definitely some nostalgia, Mm -hmm. you know, having to do just the impact of that movie at the time. Yeah, I actually I think Robert Pattinson is great. I kind of and, you know, he he has that really weird, distant performance. But I I buy it simply because somebody who uh, uh, a billionaire who chooses to dress up in a bat suit and punch people. (laughs) <laughs> is going to be weird. You know what I mean? He's not going to be a well-adjusted guy, right? <laughs> That's well. not somebody who's just like, hey, everything's cool. I'm a happy, fun guy. No, it, the, the Robert Pattinson thing, I actually really like that because, yeah, he's he's not right in the head. <laughs> like, you're not right to, to put on a bat suit and go punch poor people. I like, like I like Christian Bale, you know, like he's got all that money. He'd probably be a rich asshole, you know, Sw- I, swimming in fountains, getting chicks. What what ruins Christian Bale for me is in the dark night when he, when he really turns up that voice. Um, yes. the Batman begins. He's, you know, he, he does like a lower voice yeah. and it's fine. But in dark night, he's like, <laughs> well, and you're like, I was, what? I was speaking for Bruce Wayne specifically. I Christian, see, okay. Christian Bale. I, okay. So this is Christian Bale. Why he's not the best Bruce Wayne, his stature. He just seems too short. He doesn't seem like an imposing. Yeah, but guy. Michael Keaton's short, but he doesn't yeah, look Christian short. Bale's he, actually... He's got the, I don't know. He's got that stature. Mm. I don't know. I don't think Christian Bale is short. It's nostalgia. Probably. 
<laughs> no, he's great. I mean, who doesn't who doesn't love the Michael Keaton Batman? Steve. I love the Michael Keaton Batman. But yeah, I was just curious as to who was your favorite. So who's Batman. your favorite? It's it's hard. Well, Sean, I, I mean, Sean's, probably... Sean's good at like setting feelings aside and being, you know, critical about certain things. So I just wondered if he thought one Batman or Bruce Wayne was better than the one he so, started reading comics for, you know, after. The Michael Keaton portrayal uh, is fantastic. Like, I love it. I love Michael Keaton. I do love that he is slightly unhinged. You get that scene in Vicki Vale's apartment, mm-hmm. the whole, you want to get nuts? Like, I, <laughs> I love that. That's that that rings true to me. That almost like borderline psychotic behavior <laughs> coming out. Do you think uh, Vicki Vale had a big sigh of relief when she saw Michael Keaton come back into the room? Because at first, <laughs> if I was Vicki Vale, I'd be like, where the fuck did this motherfucker go? I'm about to get murdered. And he just ran. <laughs> right, right. And he comes back uh, into the scene. Vicky's like, okay, sweet. <laughs> um, Damn, Christian Bale's taller than Michael Keaton by like three Yeah, years. I was going to say. He's, right? But he's he doesn't seem guy. like, I don't know, Michael Keaton always seemed tall. Uh, I always thought he was short. That was just how they shot it. That's yeah, all. but uh, that's great. That's that's what I like. Um. But yeah, I, I, Michael Keaton's fantastic. He set the bar. Uh, Christian How, Bale's great. I just don't like the voice. Um, I kind of like every Batman that's I've seen. Uh, I like Ben Affleck. I also like the fact that they did a voice modulator on his suit, which makes the most sense. Uh, and but yeah, I, being as old as I am, it's like yeah, he's Batman. Like <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that footage of him. Uh, they had they had Michael Keaton do the. Uh, uh, whatever, whatever they call it when when you graduate. What's that called, Maggie? Commencement, commencement speech. Yeah, they had him do that at Kent State, and uh, there's footage of it online. He, it was a few years ago, and he's like, "Remember, I'm Batman." Like, at the end of the speech, <laughs> like, how great is that? Uh, <laughs> but uh, see, I, I I do I like them all. He's probably my favorite purely for being uh, the original. He does a great job. He's he's not as physical. Some of that was the limitations of the suit. You notice he can't turn his head. Um, mm-hmm. So you get a lot of the, you know, kind of. Oh, how great movements. was that that first scene in the factory, man? When you you oh, dude, finally like get the origin of the Joker. Yeah. Um, oh my And dude, gosh. Jack Nicholson's performance again, setting the bar really man. high right out of the gate wow. for the Joker. Dude, his laugh uh, is perfect, man. Mm. So sadistic, so creepy. I love it. I mean, I don't think anybody complained about his casting. I don't think a single person <laughs> was anti Jack Nicholson being the Joker. I think people were like, oh, that's perfect. That's actually spot on. And, and that's you. where that character is over the top. And that's, you know, that's great. You know, it's it's awesome. He's Yeah. Well, that the whole thing is over, you know, like you saying with, with the matte paintings. Buddy, I hope, um, I hope everything you is kind of has a, a certain it's not like a comic book feel, but Hold it on, has I'll a very uh, heightened reality, you know, with all all the baroque kind of right. um, architecture and everything. Well, the world uh, is not, set. The it, it 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 just immersed you in that, and everything felt yeah, you know. Dark and so the performances and... didn't feel out of place, right? Because because of the the atmosphere and the world that they created for the the characters. Um, What's happening? Stop it. Um, sorry, dog, dogs are getting out of sorts. That's fine. I got a wife coming in and out. I got people opening my door. <laughs> um, 
it, it's, it's, but, it holds up so well. It's just amazing how. Well, even even the Batmobile design, which was also unique, it was different from the yeah. comics at the time. Uh, the, going with the all black bat suit was a choice. Like every, oh. Batman was always like blue and gray or black and gray. Yeah. Uh, they went. They went all black with the yellow and that's highlights. When it's okay to go all black, <laughs> right? Not, not yeah. the Superman suit, for God's sake. Right? Not Superman. Not X Men. Batman can go all black. Well, it makes though. sense for him to have a dark suit because he's fucking in the dark. He's out at night. He's trying to scare people. Right. Uh, yeah. It's a, he's doing a thing. Superman. Um, he doesn't need a dark suit. He's a, no Superman is the. Opposite. Oh God! Are you guys talking about Zack Snyder while I was gone? Oh uh, no! No, it, we were, I was just talking about how they building. one of the changes they made was um the black. You have Mason take him out. I don't know what he, I think he needs out. Um, uh, just the idea that, of going from a, a the blue and gray suit to an all black suit. Uh, <clears throat> uh yeah, the Joker. The Joker was great, man. It was so good. I love I love when the Joker puts the Joker puts his his makeup over his makeup. He's got like the right. Don, the Donald Trump look or whatever. That was mind blowing to me as a kid. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute. So is he is his skin white? Because I was you know a stupid kid. I didn't understand it at first. And then I'm like, so wait a minute. So to do the scene, he removed makeup. You so talk about real life, when he takes the rag with the white. Yeah, yeah. He's actually there's white on the rag. That's what's actually, yeah, yeah. They the, the way they did that. That's uh, pretty like, cool. As a kid, I was, it was uh, my mind was blown because I, I couldn't even I couldn't even keep up with it. <laughs> I but guess you guys were young. Yeah. yeah, I was I was twelve years old, man. Yeah, I, I was know. like sixteen, I think. <laughs> um, this town needs an enema. When did it come out? I think I just turned seventeen, Ju- maybe June twenty third, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. You know, um, you know what? Yeah, that yeah, was I the year of Batman, though. Like, it was just Batman merch. Every you went to the store, there was Batman, fucking suckers, t-shirts, uh, just every everything you could put Batman on was it was everywhere. That merch was fucking everywhere. Candy, like you could posters, everything. It was just, and I was inundated with it, and I was so upset that I couldn't just see the movie. I like had <laughs> access to all this. I could see all this stuff, and I was like, oh. I just want to see the movie. That's brutal. Why didn't you come over to our house? We would have have a lot of autonomy as a child. (laughs) Yeah, but you were 12 at that point. Like we were hanging out all the time. Like, how did we not go Um, to see that? I don't I don't remember if uh, I I don't know why, but your parents. I don't know if your parents were just honoring the fact that I wasn't allowed to go to the movies Mm. because I didn't really I didn't start seeing movies with you until. I was like allowed to see movies, which would have been 92 um, or actually 91. 91 is when I started. My mom lifted the ban on movies because I remember seeing the Rocketeer and and Robin Hood and stuff like that. But before that, like, yeah, I I didn't go to the theater with you guys. And I think you guys always went at night, too. And I was like, I rarely was over there around nighttime. Yeah, you had to get back before your mom got home. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. It's like you would time that perfectly. (laughs) I was like, oh, we're pushing it. We're pushing it. Uh, You know, one thing I didn't notice uh, until rewatching that, I haven't watched it in a long time, but the nod from the Dark Knight to that first movie with the the showdown in the street, you know? Yeah. And, um, oh, at the, you know, the tower with the Joker on top of that high building or whatever, you know? And that was... Yeah, the cathedral. Yeah, it was just a nod to that Batman 89. At least I thought that was intentional. I don't know. 
but that that's that rundown in the street where you know it's like a face-off between batman and the joker you know and he's yeah. got the long gun and then in the dark dark night he's oh. got the motorcycle and the joker oh yeah yeah the, the bat wing you know yeah the, it's like and the bat pod thing it was very similar yeah mm-hmm. I, I definitely I, I caught that mm-hmm. i made the same connection anyway i don't know if it was intentional or not but yeah very very similar though how funny is that too just pulling out that long ass gun um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it takes him down too that's that's what was amazing <laughs> yeah it's like great shot <laughs> and you know what i noticed too when that when that the toys when so when, when toys. the when the bat wing crashes like it's like complete model you know it's like oh yeah mi- yeah all miniatures the whole way you know yeah and you you can definitely tell i didn't notice that obviously when i was younger but Right. Now, nowadays you can tell completely tell. And that I, model was huge though. I mean it was in I've seen it in, I've seen it in real life but I've seen it like on YouTube. I mean it was I don't know 4 to 6 foot wingspan or something. It was oh, really? a huge model. Yeah. Oh, nice. One of them anyway. Yeah, so, it was a, it was giant. I was so disappointed to see the Batwing go down. I remember that as a kid. Right. I'm like, "No, I just want to see him keep flying <laughs> that thing." <laughs> I didn't realize how small it was. Like when they showed him, it was just it's a one-seater. Like there ain't nobody oh, yeah. in there. Nobody in there but Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I love, too, about that era of movies is like, I or maybe it's just because of my age, but I, I never questioned, you know, where the hell did he have that bill? How does somebody not know Bruce Wayne had that? You know, they had that whole explanation in the Dark Knight series. Right. About, you yeah, know, that order in bulk. Well, or even just just the, the Lucius Fox, that whole division he had at Wayne mm-hmm. um, Incorporated, whatever the hell it's called. Um so he could build the, you know, the, the Batmobile and all that kind of stuff. basically military stuff, but he converted right. it to his own. And, but it was all his stuff. Anyway, in this right. movie, there is, they don't show any of that. And we're, it's fine. Like, <laughs> no, right. and, and at no point do I even care where he got the Batwing or the Batmobile. <laughs> or, or who I just accepted the fucking Batcave, because you know he didn't do it. Right. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the Christopher Nolans are a modern take on Batman. Yeah. Like, you would think maybe yeah. he, he could actually be Batman in a real society. Yeah. On some level. That's <laughs> uh, foobar. Yeah. <laughs> foobar. I'm just, I just, I just want to convey like how big of an event this movie was at the time. And, and at a time when comic book movies weren't a guaranteed seller, you know what I mean? <laughs> like they weren't what they are now, where even if you put out garbage like Ant-Man that they're, that people will go and see Ant-Man like people, they put out Superman movies, and by the third one, people were like, ah, "I'm losing interest." Yeah, it was um, hard for them to get it. That's why it took them ten years to get this shit made, right. probably because uh, by the time it's like, oh, they ran out of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, end. They were just like, "Oh, nobody wants movies. comic book movies." Yeah, because yeah, if they don't want Superman, they don't want anything. They make all these weird comparisons that that don't make sense. But, um, but yeah, so it was it was a big step introduced us to. Basically, started the modern age of superhero movies. Even though, I mean, a lot a lot of people attribute it to Iron Man or The Dark Knight or whatever. I think it goes back to Batman '89 because that was the biggest movie, um, uh, of all time for a while. It, it was, you know, it was the Avatar of its day, basically. Except it was actually good, and people still talk about it, unlike Avatar. Uh, I love the theme. And you can rewatch it over and over again, <laughs> right? I love the theme of like who created who, you know, like they said that in this movie, like, you know, Joker's like, you, you created me, you fool. And he's like, 
dude, you created me. You're the one that shot my parents, you know? Right. And they kind of, I, th- I think they said something like that in this last Spider-Man movie, like the who, who made who, you know, yeah. the reason. Oh, yeah, the spot. The, mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. I, I, I love that theme. So but, I also but, love that the Joker is like, he's like, uh, you may be, and he's like, I was a kid when it killed your parents. He clearly had no idea what he was talking about, but he's like, yeah, I probably killed his parents. Right. And he immediately, <laughs> and he, he immediately tra- transitions to, you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? <laughs> right. <laughs> Something I never noticed until I got the movie on 4K and watched it on this TV like a, a few years ago is I never understood when, when the, when Batman blocks the bullet from Jack Napier's gun and it hits him in the face, I never, I always thought it just hit him here, but it actually goes through like this. That's why he's got both sides. And that's why he has to get the smile like that. I Uh, never, I I never noticed that like watching hmm. even, even the standard Blu-ray. Wow. Um, Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. But in the 4k version, I always, I always thought the bullet just hit him in because he puts his hand up. And so I, I saw it hit him in one cheek, but it actually goes through both cheeks. Oh, cool! And that's that's Symmetrical. why you, you hit him. Yeah, it like bounce. It like bounces off, and then so it went like sideways through his face. Oh, um, right, nice. I just assumed yeah. that was a byproduct of the chemicals that that face, but that makes way, no, it, way it more the sense. The bullet wounds. Mm-hmm. Bullet what wounds. What you weigh? One hundred and eight. Uh, <laughs> you weigh a little bit more than one hundred and eight. That you, sugar bumps? <laughs> That's like my favorite line. <laughs> that you, uh, sugar bumps? And then when uh, he imitates uh, Jack Palance when he first yeah. comes in, that is so great, dude. Bob, you're my number one. I wonder guy. how much ad lib that was. I mean, I wonder how much was that was that written or there's yeah. a lot of lines in there. You just like, what the hell? There's some iconic lines in that movie, man. <laughs> Yeah. And also it's a it filled it filled your uh screen, right? It, it did. It did. <laughs> I was like, well, Sean, screen filler. Sean was right. This is awesome. And like you guys were saying earlier, Danny Elfman and the score is just fantastic, man. So dark. You know what? Like I really where I noticed Tim Burton the most and Danny Elfman was that when they were when she when he had her and they were driving back to the Batcave, like that that whole thing scene felt like everything tim burton like the music and and just yeah the, it, it's very it's a very epic drive yeah and anytime i'm driving at night and there's the trees are casting shadows in a certain way i feel like i'm in that scene yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's like it's batman it's edward scissorhands it's sleepy hollow it's all rolled in in that one scene for me man i just got that feel. yeah and then so uh, I'm sure everybody's that listens has, has seen this movie, but give it a rewatch. Give it a rewatch if you plan to go see The Flash, especially. Well, shoot. Um, I mean, I watched it a thousand times when I was a kid, and and just watching it recently, I picked up on a couple. Did you watch it I, with the kids? No, nah, I didn't watch it with the kids. Oh, that's a bummer. They well, would have loved it. They didn't want to watch it. They I didn't want to watch to watch it with me, but he didn't. They didn't want to watch Shazam either. Did it, well, I don't blame them for that one, but um, they did want to watch Spider Verse, so that was cool. That is cool. Uh, did you guys get the new Ninja Turtles trailer when you saw Spider Verse? Nope. Oh, that's a shame. What did you guys we check get? that out online though? Show it to the kids, Steve. It's, I think the kids will get really excited about it. Okay, I will do that. 
Oh, I watched Fubar. Anybody watch Fubar? No. I, I started it. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> so I turned it <laughs> it's off. So I wanted to like it. <laughs> it's a it's a series, right? It's not a movie. Yeah. yeah. It's like okay. eight episodes, six, seven. Did you watch all of it? Yeah. I love I love Schwarzenegger, man. I do too. I oh, just it's I couldn't not get good. into it. It's not quality television, but it's fun. <laughs> Once what? they got to the scene where he was like at his uh he's so old, it's great. It's just great. At his daughter's house or whatever it was. I don't know what after that opening action stuff, and he's back with the family and they're doing the whole disapprove of the son-in-law thing. I was just like, God, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's just that TV writing. I was like, God damn. You can't you can't even can't even push through for Arnie. I can't. It's uh, I love I do. I love the guy, but it's also one of those things where I, I'd rather just uh, watch watch him in his prime. Go back and watch Predator and Terminator and all that stuff. What it's about like the Expendables or whatever? Did you like that? Oh, I didn't. I didn't really care for those. I didn't hate those or anything, but they're they're not they're not great. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you do? You like it better than Miss Davis, Rob? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. no, and I, I do love Arnie. I I want to. I, I want to watch it for it. Arnold, just to support him. Yeah, yeah, he needs it. Um, all right. So just to add a couple comic. millions in his pocketbook. <laughs> like that dude should fucking retire. Jesus Christ! Get to the chopper. Man, I thought I had a comic all picked out, and it turns out I don't. Nailed it. Uh, have we have we read Flashpoint? We could do Flashpoint. I uh, don't think so. Let's see, he's like, you know, I want to see if um, Madman is available. <laughs> yeah, pull the trigger, motherfucker! <laughs> All right, here we go. Pull the trigger on what? Nothing. Flashpoint. <laughs> oh, um. No, I just, Madman Volume 1 is uh, on Comixology. So we're going to read Michael Allred's Madman Volume 1. Uh, what was this? I, I don't know how long it is. <laughs> no. Madman Volume 1. Uh, I don't know how many issues are in it, so we'll just say the first storyline because it might be a huge compendium. So I don't want to say read what the fuck is 12 this? comics. Um, uh, it's a surprise. <laughs> it's, it's Michael Allred's Madman. Uh, that's all, that that's like all you I need know to know. Who the fuck that guy is. <laughs> he, he's a great artist, writer from the nineties, uh, uh, from that era where so I it first has started nothing reading to comics. Do with the show Mad Men, absolutely not. No, no, I'm guessing not. Okay, does not. So yeah, Michael Allred's Mad Men based upon an advertising studio. I... <laughs> no, I heard that no, show that, was good. I thought that show was supposed to be good, so I thought maybe it was a comic. Now this predates that show by some time. Mm-hmm. Um. That's about a guy. Uh, what's his name? Einstein or something? I forget his name now. But uh, his can't name wait is Mad to Man. read it. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I always pick the bad stuff. Why didn't you put Flashpoint? I mean, we got the fucking Flash movie coming out in a well, couple well, that's weeks. Why? It's exactly why. Like, let's just watch the movie. <laughs> well, like, yeah. Or- let's watch. Let's let's see what the movie's based on. You think it's going to be Thomas Wayne in the movie? I do not. You don't? You think it'll be Bruce? I, Frank Frank Einstein. Well, it, to me, it only makes sense um, if they're, they're hyping up Michael Keaton's return. The general audience doesn't know who Thomas Wayne is. 
So it, you, you have them in the trailer saying, you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Mm-hmm. So they're establishing that you know who this guy is. Um, yeah, makes, so it makes would be, be kind of weird to to I, I don't and I I could very well be wrong, uh, but it, it's it would seem strange to me to be like, oh, this is Thomas Wayne. It's you know Bruce Wayne is. It, I think it would be very confusing for a lot of the the people watching the movie basically who are expecting it's got to see Bruce Wayne traveling it. It's already confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, they're establishing this character who or they're they're basing this character on a character we already know so to say it's somebody else just seems kind of weird but i don't know they could they could do that though they could they could still do that uh i have no idea i think i'm going to continue reading 2099 there was actually some pretty good smart quippy uh, dialogue in that comic. He, he's for, very for the time. I I, yeah. I I laughed a couple of times. I was like, oh, this is smart and funny. So I'm, I'm, I might go back and check out some issues. I love the art. I just love the design of that suit. That's literally <laughs> like my second favorite Spider-Man suit. Yeah, I think I, I like it because it's it's a lot of blue. Now they have you know newer versions. Obviously, um, have you heard anything about that comic? Like, was there any one that was really good run? Not no, not that I know of. I have no idea. Okay, did not stick with it. Yeah, I got till March till the next, you know, till Beyond the Spider Verse comes out. So I thought I might maybe venture on to see what Miguel turns into because that was really cool. Like reading the first couple issues, I knew he was like, you know, a van. He was like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) what are we reading? Flashpoint. <laughs> that, yeah, that's cool. oh, never mind. He's but back. yeah, but it was it was cool to like to 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 know he was like a vampire, you know. And then they do that little they show him in the shadows in the movie. The, re, the across they showed the his fangs. Yeah. yeah, they showed his fangs and everything. And I was I was just happy that I knew that, you know. So I think I might. Oh, you read that before you saw the movie? Yeah, I read it before I saw the movie, so I knew that what how his origin story, and then when they. So sh- what do you what do you think he injected himself with in the movie then? Oh, in this movie, they yeah. they didn't. I have no idea. They didn't. You know, they didn't even. I thought talk they showed him it. inject himself with something. I, I didn't know what it was. Oh, they did. I don't know. Yeah. I just, it was real quick, but they show up. He yeah. gives himself some sort of they injection. Did. Oh, is it after he went vampire? Is, is yeah. that why? That yeah, but I, I don't know if that had anything to do with. He only stopped doing the vampire thing because people could see him. Uh-huh. But um, I yeah, I don't know. If, but I don't know if that's tied into the rapture thing, or I don't know what that's for. Oh, uh, Okay. But all right, so let's wrap this up. We'll be back next week with uh, Madman Volume One. Uh, thanks for listening. See you guys. Ciao.